Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett. And I'm Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We've both worked in ministry for about 18 years and have seen just about everything. And as damaged as we are, we are ready to bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every minister has. Special thanks to A-Lob for the intro music. (laughs) (laughs) Not Once a semester. Once a semester, we got to throw him a bone, okay? If you guys haven't heard of A-Lob, he's a beautiful singer-songwriter. Just search on Spotify for A-Lob, A-L-O-B. So get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. No, you can get you, out of here. Can you still be a ministry leader <laughs> if you get out of here? And so I want to talk to you about remote work. What does it mean to be a ministry leader if you're not present? Hey, Is this possible? You can only be a good youth minister if you clock in from 9 to 5 every day and get 40 hours of work in. Period. Well, no, no, no. You need to get you need to get more than forty because you got to do the office hours. I was literally but you in a can, position yeah, like absolutely. You have to work eighty hours a week, but you can only clock in forty. Okay, okay, good, good, good. So, <laughs> so that 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 aside, because there is there are some best practices with HR, and there are some practices with HR that I don't think are the best. And then there's other approaches to where it's like, what does it look like? Am I off the clock? When a youth uh, contacts me and says, Chris, I'm having this crisis situation, and you call them back, and they're like, I'm at a coffee shop with my friends, and we were wondering what the church's position on purgatory was. Thank you so much for calling me. And I'm like, it's 1130 at night. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, that literally happened to me. So I'm not talking about just youth ministry. I'm talking about ministry leaders in general. Like, what does it look like if we are not present can we still be effective ministry leaders? What would the pros and cons be of this reality? And this is a, a little bit of a nuanced conversation from what we had previously, because I know we've talked about before whether or not you're on the clock or off the clock, if you're on a retreat, and whether or not you should you know, have that time back when you come back and all that stuff, comp time or whatever. But we're not talking about that so much here. Yeah, but you started, you went You went there, so I had to close that up. Let's move that aside. All the HR stuff, move HR stuff aside, and let's dive into... No, I was, and I was saying the same thing, though, but like like going in the same vein. So a lot of times people feel like you're, you're, you're only working if you're in the office. And so right. that being the case, then you have to be in the office 40 hours a week. That's the... Like that's what society says. That's what most, you know, business, that's the way they run their things. And that's infected, you know, I say infected the church, you know, in the way that we run things as well is that, you know, you can't work from home because you're, you're not getting work done. I, at least I can't see you getting work done. And so you can't work from home. You've got to work from the office. So, yeah. So to take another step back, let's talk about this in regards to ministry leadership as a whole, not in regards to paid ministry leaders, but like if I'm a volunteer ministry leader and the pastor has put me in charge of the RCIA program, hashtag Matt's favorite, then can I be effective if I'm not present, right? And I'm talking like, let's talk this all the way through. Like, can I be a remote ministry leader to where I am serving at a parish in a different state, but I'm using technology to be a ministry leader from the state that I'm in? Is that possible? Or is there a situation where there has to be at least some presence? Can you be completely remote as a ministry leader and be effective? And that's what I wanted to unpack with you. Well, that's a that's a whole different bird. That's really interesting because I don't like if you're talking about ministry, it all depends on the kind of ministry you're doing. If the ministry is parish focused and, and it's meant to reach people in that parish community, 
you need to be present to that community. If your ministry is internet-based and you're doing evangelization online, then of course that can be remote. So a, a parish in Dallas could hire someone from California to be their online evangelist, but then it would be just like to everybody across the whole nation, not so much just to their area. Does that make sense? Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to, I wanted to tease that out because I think that a, a leader in ministry would be someone like a Chris Stefanik. A leader in ministry would be someone like a Dr. Bob Rice. A leader in ministry would be someone like a Matthew Kelly, right? So they are leaders in ministry, but they're not ministry leaders by the same note that you and I and our listeners are ministry leaders because they have a specific community as opposed to inspire all. I think I, I think now I like you want to be careful there, but I think that they're a both and because my guess is they're they're like I am, where I'm a leader in ministry with regards to a blaze, but I'm also a ministry leader at St. Joseph Church. Like I do ministries that are that have nothing to do with a blaze because it's my parish. And my guess Correct. is that they do the same thing. If they have a family, they're ministry leaders in their family by yeah. virtue of the calling. Yeah. Right, absolutely. But in, in regards to their remote-only context, that would be a leader in ministry. But can you be a ministry leader? I just made that distinction. Can you sure. be a ministry leader? Can you serve at St. Joseph without being at St. Joseph? That's the question. And as much as I, I love remote work, I, I don't think you can do ministry like that remotely. Not 100% remote. Now, can I be the youth minister at St. Joseph and do most of my work from home, not from the office. Yes. Or from a coffee shop or from a a shared space, whatever. Exactly. You know, I don't have to be in the office to do that, but I do have to be on site to do the ministry because ministry is relational. I mean, that's, you can't do, you know, ministry without having relationship and you can't have a relationship without being around people. Good. Yeah. And so there's two aspects of ministry. I I believe renewing the vision can be summed up. And renewing the vision, for those who don't know, is the USCCB document that outlines a framework for Catholic youth ministry. It came out in 1997, and uh, and it can be summed up, I believe, in two words, accompaniment and mission. If we are accompanying the youth, and then if we have set them forth on mission, if we go and have a discipleship mindset or focus. And I believe that accompaniment has to be done in person. That's the only way you can actually journey with someone is if you are with someone. But mission can be done, I believe, remotely. You can set up situations or coordinate opportunities for youth or for uh, other people of your parish or your ministry to be sent forth into mission, um, so long as you're coordinating those gifts and coordinating the, the resources to make that a reality. And I also know that in, in regards to the actual programming that takes place, a lot of what that entails behind the scenes doesn't have to be done in the context of a, uh, a parish office or something like that. It could be done from home. However, there's also moments where it's helpful to be in the office when a mom pops in to ask questions about the upcoming retreat or the registration or whatever it is. There has to be moments to where you need to be made available. Can you be made equally available without having an office at the parish? Yeah, and that's that's a really good question Like as far as you know, someone pops into the office. If you're there regularly, there's still a chance that they'll miss you, you know, because you're out doing something. If they don't make an appointment, you know, if they don't say that they're coming, you know. Or if you're not working 20 hours a day, right? If you're not there from when the office opens to when the office closes, 
right? Yeah. Our office yeah. is open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And there's not an expectation Dude, that's, by anyone. That's awesome that it's open. It is so awesome. That, that and it's much. open on Sundays as well. No, it is. Let's be available to the people when the people have availability. And so we got rid of bank hours years ago. And this is just the dynamic vision of our, our pastor wanting to move from maintenance to mission. It is so cool. And there's been so many fruits to that reality yeah. where people feel like their needs are met. But so. they don't expect every staff member to be there all that time, you know? So, so what's the tip? What's the response? Like when you're not there, because that would be the response. If you're working remotely, what's the response when someone comes in and they're just looking to meet with you? So typically they say, Hey, sorry, Chris is out of the office right now. The best way to get a hold of them is to schedule a meeting with them. Here's his email address or here's his card. Yeah. And, uh, and and then we move forward from there. It's it's really easy. Yeah. So yeah. that's exactly what they would say. You know, if you were remote working, it just makes. Yeah. And and for me, I don't know how many people have. I mean, how often do people stop by your office, Chris? I mean, you're in a huge parish. Well, uh, do you mean coworkers or do you mean uh, parishioners? Parishioners. Parishioners. Um, three to five times a week, um, on average, but during like right before the confirmation retreats or. Uh, you know, a, a big summer event or something that probably doubles. Yeah, um, and yeah. and where we are, like at least I can speak for for Saint Joseph, the the way the Saint Joseph office is set up is the youth minister has never been in the same building as the main church office. It's even been like a mile across town at the at the school in the school's office or the school building. Um, and so technically the youth minister has been working remotely from the parish office for years. And so people are just used to coming in and not, not seeing the youth minister in that building yeah. and they, they just take a message or they give like, they call us, you know, so it's, it's pretty easy, but I, like three to four times a, a week for a 10,000 family parish. Is that about right? It, it, that's not, that's, that's way too big. That's, <laughs> we're about... We're about seven thousand, and just to let you know, three to five times is pop and drop ins. Yeah, we, we I, I have another you know three to five meetings that get scheduled, scheduled every week. Yeah, yeah, but for that size of parish, that's I mean that's not very many people that are just popping now, by. You know, now here's the cool thing about the size of our our, our parish is uh, we've got three people on the youth ministry team, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, if I'm not there, one of the other two team members are able to usually answer or help navigate. Uh, the questions that come up, yeah, and so yeah. so so that's the nice thing is also our size. But you're absolutely right. And some of these other parishes that maybe have a volunteer ministry leader leading a certain ministry, they already know. They're like, hey, would you? Whenever Chris stops back in, I know he only works one day a week here. You know, here's this form. Here's this question. Would you send him this note? Whatever. Yeah, and that's something I was going to say earlier about the um, the volunteer youth minister. Is they're working a nine to five job typically. Um, in just in their own life, separate from their ministry leadership. Um, and so they are working remotely, like just by the nature of it, they're doing remote work. They're not, yeah. they're not at the parish office doing the youth ministry stuff or whatever, or the ministry stuff straight from that office. They're doing that from their home. They're doing that from their office. Um, and so parishes are actually very used to this kind of work for most of their ministries because most of their ministries are run by volunteers and uh, and those volunteers do it remotely. It's when we start to pay that person that for some reason we, we lose the ability to allow them to <laughs> remote work even though they're doing the same jobs. Like, so what what is that like, what is that disconnect or what is that? What's the reason for that? Well, so why would they need to be elsewhere to do the work? Like what what, what would the advantages be? Like it makes more sense to keep them in-house, on-site, and there's there's a couple reasons. One, uh, you, you make sure that uh, 
that as a manager, you can see the people that you are paying. Like, that's helpful. Like, I'm compensating you. I want to see you. The second is the drop and poppin'. Like, if you're going to be serving the community, then be present where the community gathers to get information. Yeah. So it makes sense that, yeah, you don't have a nine to five job, so you don't have to be away. So you might as well be here so that you're available and I can, it's easier for me to, you know, lead, manage, and hold you accountable. Right. Right. Um, I, it does uh, add a little, I guess, um, difficulty, if you will, to the to the LMA, to the lead, manage, and, and hold accountable. But it's not. I, I think the benefits of it, you know, far outweigh all of that. Um, what do you think are the benefits to the remote work, Chris? Okay, so here we go. So Matt and I have recently explored this in this uh, this book called Remote. It's a great book that talks about the value of remote work. And it makes this argument, or it really builds the case, that remote work is coming and it's here to stay. Congestion, traffic, all these other reasons why people don't want to go to the office space. But the big reasons that they talk about it are actually the ability to get deep work in, which is another book that Matt wants me to uh, to consume about <laughs> deep work. But, but seriously, uh, when I am at the office, when you are at the office, whether it's if you're a ministry volunteer, a ministry leader, volunteer ministry leader, and you have your regular uh, full-time job, like when you're at the office, there's people that pop in, drop in, there's distractions, and there's always donuts in the break room, and you're getting emails and notifications, that it's interrupted work. Yeah. compounded and they make the argument that six hours of uninterrupted work is worth like 12 hours of interrupted work or even more absolutely and so remote work creates an environment where that can happen and so i think that that would be one of the advantages is that you get to control your interruptions and in ministry when creativity is uh, one of the biggest assets that we have, one of the biggest things that we can leverage to be successful ministry leaders, I believe that uninterrupted work is super valuable. And for me, sometimes I go to the chapel, and I'm at a, a wonderful parish where they allow me to uh, to go and take some time in prayer during d- while I'm clocked in or whatever. And so I'll go to the chapel, and I'll be like, God, I need, I need 30 minutes uninterrupted, and I need you to help me understand how to address this problem or how to uh, how to make this night more creative or how to approach this this youth or this situation. And so that's where I I go remote to the chapel, which is actually awesome as a ministry leader. Go remote to the chapel occasionally, you know. Yeah, so as someone who's managing remote workers and thinking about like the ability for that, you're not going to lose productivity. As long as you do it well, you're you're going to like it's going to increase productivity of your of your worker. Yeah, and to be clear, does that mean that someone could be off-site and playing video games? Absolutely. But guess what they're doing on-site on their phone? Playing video games. They're playing video <laughs> games. And so a bad a bad egg is going to be a bad egg whether they're uh, sitting in their desk at, at, a, at an office site or at, at, at the parish office or whether they're sitting on their couch, quote-unquote, remote working. Yeah. Um, another another benefit, and I, I don't know if this would be so much a benefit for parishes because most often they have this space, um, but you would save on equipment depending on you know what you need um, because if if you're not having – parishes aren't having to do this, so this isn't that big of a benefit for them, but if you're not having to pay to air condition an, an, another space or an additional space, then it's a benefit to the parish. They're saving money. Well, what I love about it is some of these offices uh, are, are are large size, and some of these parishes don't have a lot of space. 
Like, what if an office got transformed into a classroom, a meeting room, a discipleship room, and now people could meet in there to have a Bible study, just get rid of the desks and all that and put three couches in and a TV, and they can do Bible studies or, or learn different things. It can transform spaces into intimate meeting areas because you're no longer using them as an office, yeah. right? And remote work allows you to free up some of those resources. And again, not every parish has that issue, um, but it's definitely something worth considering. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's, uh, I mean, you save money, you know, and you save on space. You also increase the number of people that can work for you. So you, you increase that talent pool. So just the, the idea that our full-time youth minister has to, or our full-time whoever, I keep saying youth minister, but <laughs> our full-time whoever, even RCI, or RCI director or um, religious ed coordinator, they have to be in the office nine to five. Well, you've just eliminated all the, all the stay-at-home moms that would be absolutely great at this, all the stay-at-home dads that are taking care of their kids or all the uh, homeschooling parents that can't come in nine to five and don't want to come in nine to five, but that would, they would be great doing this from home, you know, while they're, or, or in the hours that they can do it. I think that that increases the talent pool of who you're, who you're pulling from. Without a doubt. And, and also to mention, it doesn't have to be 40 hours, right? Maybe we hire you and you are going to be 25 hours a week, or we're going to, compensate you as a contract labor to get the job done. And if you can get the job done in 15 hours or 25 hours, or if it takes you 50 hours, you're being compensated to get the job done. And so that that's an approach. Now, I do want to talk about a con immediately following what you just shared, because if I am a stay-at-home mom and I'm able to work remotely, and then there's another employee that's at the parish that, uh, that isn't able to work remotely, and that discrepancy can create some really inter- uh, challenging legal situations. Okay, they were able to work from home, but I'm not able to work from home. This is discrimination. And I think that's a danger that, that, uh, that on a legal sense that we have to see, because I think that if you give someone the ability to work remotely, everyone's going to want equal access to it. And there are certain people that cannot work remotely, right? The parish secretary cannot work remotely office admin staff that, that that's greeting people as they pop in, drop in, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you, you kind of have to make this decision across the board with all positions that can be remote, that you guys have the the choice to be remote, but we're going to make it a viable option for all employees that can work remotely. And I've seen this, that uh, I've seen ministers, ministry leaders that, that say, I'm going to work from a coffee shop today. And they just go and they're like, I'm going to get some, some of this project done. I'm going to move off site to make this a reality. I've even seen people do that with meetings among coworkers that they're like, we need to talk about this. We need to meet about this. But let's get out of the offices to be able to do that just because it changes the air. There's something different about meeting off site and you can kind of look back and be like, the parish is over in that direction. Let's talk about it as we're removed from it. And I think that that's healthy because it provides a new perspective, an interesting perspective. But Matt, you and I each have six children. And so working remotely might look different for me or you uh, because, well, I homeschool my kiddos. And so, I mean, I cannot work remotely effectively from home, I don't think for a very sustainable piece, unless I am like in a different location or all the children are out at, at school, or I'm in my backyard and the house is locked up so the kids can't come out to me, you know? So there are some aspects about working remote that I think we have to set ourselves up for success for along the way. 
in order to be successful, to make remote work successful. And so as a ministry leader, we need to, if we're going to advocate for this remote work aspect, or if we're already doing it, we need to talk about what resources supplies we need to be successful there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, you, you said successful 15 times in a minute. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we need to set ourselves up for success so that we can be successful to be successful. what (laughs) i am so tired my wife has gone on vacation and i've been flying solo with my six kids this is day number six you guys day number six anyway so uh, we we said it we're gonna be successful okay i got it (laughs) the uh uh, but going back a little bit, remote work, like if if it's just something that you want to work out with your direct supervisor and say successful <laughs> um, with your direct supervisor and say, hey, um, I would like to add in the ability to work from home or work from a coffee shop once a week, you know, or periodically. I, and maybe it's you don't even say I want to add this into what I do, but you just say, hey, on Tuesday, I'd like to work from wherever, you know, from the coffee shop or whatever, because I really need to focus on getting this aspect done or getting the next, you know, semester schedule done or working on a talk. And so you're introducing the idea of remote work without necessarily saying, I want to be a remote worker. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That may be a really great way to introduce that idea. And then gradually you might be able to increase that over time, especially if you're able to explain how and and show how much work you're able to get done without having to be in the office nine to five. Well, and the other aspect is, is I don't know if remote work is for everyone. Right. And so to be a ministry leader uh, from a distance, um, at least in regards to some of the uh, behind the scenes aspects, Like, I know that there's times as an extrovert, like as a fierce extrovert, that I would fear that I might get lonely. Or when there's times where I'm doing constant collaboration with the other members of the team, it is actually nice to be able to bump over to the person who's in charge of scheduling and say, hey, what resources are available on this evening in the spring semester? Because we're looking at doing a ministry situation here. And we've seen it at Ablaze. You know, so Ablaze, we do youth ministry in parishes. But most of the youth minister's time spent in work is spent at the Ablaze office. They spend, and what we noticed was if we spent all of our time at the Ablaze office, we lost connection with the parish staff. And, and they felt like we weren't a part of the team. And so yep. we, we had to adjust the way that our, our remote work was done. And we come in, like everybody comes in at least a day a week, you know, to the parish. And they're intentional about that time, making sure that they spend time and interact with the rest of the parish staff because it's absolutely necessary, even as a remote worker, to have that. In order that they can be... Um, efficient? No. Uh, Say it. Good. Say it. Uh, great. Uh, oh, successful. Yay! <laughs> so, so uh, l- l- let's talk about some some of the cons. I know I had touched on a few of them, but what are some of the the cons of uh, this idea of doing remote, even if it's just short? Um, we already mentioned like the pop in and drop in uh, might not happen. There's if there's not already a solid threshold of trust that exists that that could continue to lead to, because there's not clear clarity. I cannot see you in your office. Now, a bad worker is going to be a bad worker in the office as well as remote. Yeah. And so that, that that situation, and a good worker is going to be a good worker in the office or remote. So that, don't hire bad people. But 
I think there's some volunteer ministry leaders out there that are remote. Like they don't realize, oh yeah, I guess that's what I am as a remote worker because I'm a volunteer ministry leader. But they might they might say, oh, I wish I had an office at the place, just somewhere to hang all my stuff or to store the cabinet of stuff that I need to be successful. So what about what about those pieces? Oh my gosh, I said it again. <laughs> You're not going to be able to to let me. I, I I can't let that go. Every time you say that word from the rest of this podcast, I I can't I, handle it. <laughs> I'm not in the same room as you, but I want to hide. Like you, you saw me dive off the screen. Um, <sighs> yeah, and the um, I think that that connection with someone else at the office is is probably the most important. What I was referring to with regards to Ablaze's experience with that is if I'm working next to someone else. I might ask them a question or run things by them rather than dialing up the remote person who I should ask that question. And so sometimes that's a problem as well is, is those lines of communication, those, they need to be quick and clear and easy to use. So if you use a chat system, something like that to communicate with each other, you need to be available. If you're the remote worker, you need to be available because if you're not available, they're going to ask someone else and then you're going to get disconnected from that team yes. because yep. you're going to be left out of the loop when decisions are made. And, and there are people that work at offices like parishes that don't talk to the people in the same office complex, right? I know people who don't see their pastor, but once a month or only on Sundays, you know, mm-hmm. and they office three office, three doors down, you know, hashtag 1990s rock music. <laughs> We're running out of time. Uh, but I guess, One piece that I wanted to touch on as we close is I see remote ministry leadership as a possibility because I do remote ministry leadership when I have a coaching client. I coach youth ministers via Zoom meetings, via digital technology, and pieces like that. And so I would encourage there is the possibility to make this a reality or at least a component if you believe you can be more effective or efficient to step aside, like you said, and say, how about for for this one project, I'm going to step remote and do that. And there's also situations where it requires it. A rare situation is if they're renovating the building, right, that you're in, and you have to work remote, and you're like, we just successfully did it. But other situations, when you grow ill or you're contagious and things like that, and the ministry has to get done, there's a lot of coordination that takes place remotely for ministry leaders, and they just get it done, and it's even actually more efficient because you're sick. And so there's situations where it has been successful. If it could work for you, advocate, like Matt was saying, for a piece, one day a week, or a little chunk of it. Or if you have the freedom to do that already, go to a coffee shop for an afternoon and see if that's more effective. Or if you work better in the morning, go to the coffee shop in the morning when you're supposed to drink coffee. (laughs) That makes sense. Closing thoughts, Matt? I think that there are ways. There are ways that we can increase the remote work that's done, and it will also increase our productivity, our success in ministry. Um, I've actually seen a a friend of mine, Marcel, with... uh, Catholic missionary disciples. Yes. He does a lot of that. He does that remotely. He he has his cohorts and he works with them remotely over um, video chat like this. And that's a great way for someone to share their expertise like, like you do as well, Chris. And so there are ways that we can utilize remote work as ministry leaders and we need to start doing so. 
the only caution in regards to that is you cannot be on the clock all the time. So if you are working from home and you're like, oh, I need to do this and I need to do that and I need to do this, then you could always be, quote unquote, in your remote office. And that's a danger that you have to watch out for as well. So make sure you have organizational structures set up to protect you. And I, hopefully those exist in your office setting right now as they are. Yeah. So, and um, if you if you want to learn more, the, the book that Chris and I keep referring to is called Remote, Office Not Required, and it's by Jason Freed and David Heinemeyer. Sorry, Heinemeyer Hansen. That's a lot of name. Say that five times fast. <laughs> success, 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 success. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's continue this conversation online. Success. Send any <laughs> feedback you have to MLA at ablaze.us. And share this podcast with someone. Here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. To be successful. <laughs> Is that what no, you were saying? No. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Take some time this week and pray for other ministry leaders. Uh, think outside the box. Awesome. God bless. We'll see you next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless. <laughs>